It's Batting Around. Welcome back to Batting Around. It's a baseball podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Jane Aust. Uh, and with me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. <laughs> That's Lauren. That's Lauren. And Stephen. You. It's not actually Lauren, It's not though. actually Lauren. Lauren's recovering from surgery, uh, which went well. And in her stead, I should say, we have a, I wouldn't say a guest. I would say this is a guest co-host. Guest uh, co-host. It's, yeah. It's more, it's, you're, you're elevated, I, I think. Yeah, I'm a little bit. <laughs> I'm a stand-in. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, yeah. budget Lauren. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's Lauren's sister, Melly. Hi. How's it going, Melly? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm so glad to finally have you on here. I'm, this is awesome. Listen, I'm stoked to be here. This is, this is very yeah. exciting. <laughs> Uh, you are dutifully taking care of Lauren. Yeah, I'm like the nicest sister um, that anybody <laughs> yeah. can possibly have. And I drove down the entire East Coast on the eve of the world's most terrifying hurricane um, to come take care of my beloved sister. Um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if somebody's You're- like, hey, do you want to be on a podcast? I have this like crippling mental disorder where i say yes all the time um (laughs) so i've done this like a bunch for like just random things i've been on really weird podcasts before um we're your weirdest though right this is by far the weirdest because i haven't watched like a full game of baseball in like three years (laughs) (laughs) uh well yeah how's how's it been going there we're all you know we're 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 glad to hear that lauren's doing good but you know, get, tell tell us how how it's been. Like how how's she how's she really doing here? She's yeah, get into the nitty gritty. She's super stoked, uh, you know, um, to have somebody to go fetch treats and ice cream for her. And <laughs> Lauren's um, dream. You know, the actually, fucking... like, so I don't know how familiar you guys are with like Washington D.C. parking, but um, yeah, like bad. After being here for just, like, five days and having to move my car and her car, like, seven times. Yeah. (laughs) To avoid getting, like, towed for just really ambiguous and bizarre rules. Like, having somebody to move your car must be, like, a really nice break. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I have driven in every city on the northeastern seaboard. And Washington, D.C. is by far the least pleasant driving experience. Worse than New York. Worse than Boston. Even though mm, Boston's pretty fucking bad. D.C.'s just Mm -hmm. fucking miserable. Boston's angry. People here are insane. They're crazy. (laughs) There are no laws. Bostonian (laughs) drivers operate under a logic. It's a fucked up logic. But it's a logic. You can follow it. There is no logic to D.C. drivers. And there's no logic to D.C. Uh, traffic law. Like, I have driven down a, a, the wrong way down a one-way road in D.C. Because I, I didn't know what was happening because the rules just change. There's right. roundabouts. There's, like, weird intersections everywhere. I... And as previously established, the parking is unhinged the parking's completely unhinged but my favorite thing so far has been having to change lanes in the middle of a roundabout in order to stay on the road that i'm already on that's really exciting to me (laughs) that's a great that's a great little urban planning thing they threw in there (laughs) 
my mo is to usually like desperately try to find a parking space somewhere where i can actually leave it which is it's like searching for the holy grail Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and then using the transit system which is fine it seems fine uh do we want to talk about baseball then i guess oh yeah sure um i've been (laughs) totally watching baseball yeah, what do we? It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be weird doing this without Lauren. Like I'm, I the last know. time Lauren wasn't here, we had the tipping pitches guys. Oh here. yeah. So like you know they're not like you know I don't think of them as like big saber metrics guys you know in the way that Lauren is, but like I think of them as watches baseball regularly guys. Like Lauren being here uh, is like is like training wheels for us I think, <laughs> <laughs> and then like. When we were with the tipping pitches, guys, it was like they took the training wheels off, but like your dad is still there with the hand, like holding the handlebars. Right. And then we were just like, okay, that's enough of that. Training wheels back on, training wheels back on. Yeah. But I think we're we're just like really just flying like slightly downhill. Yeah, we can just say stuff know. about baseball. It may be inaccurate. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who knows? We'll just we can just fucking say whatever. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. All right, well, let's do it. Um, Melly, you're nominally a, a Tigers fan, I am right? a Tiger. Like, no, I'm actually Walk like a pretty. I, what? Mm, it, it's like, like in what? What? In what? Um, <laughs> Tell us your story. So my story is that, um, well, my dad's from my dad's from outside the Detroit area, and mm. um, so he he grew up a Tigers fan. Uh, we were always a baseball household. Um, I mean, obviously, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and, uh, yeah, he stopped, my dad has this whole thing. So I'm also a Lions fan. Like I'm a Detroit sports fan in general, um, which is great. It's really fun for me to enjoy sports. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and so like, obviously by the time I was eight years old, we had both a football team and, um, a baseball team in Arizona. And so my dad is like a Diamondbacks fan and an Arizona Cardinals fan. Um, and his justification was that he never wanted to be either a Tigers fan or um, <laughs> uh, a Lions fan, because as far as he was concerned in the late nineties and early two thousands, like what's the point? Um, and so, yeah, it was actually like, I think, you know, when I was like in middle school or something, the Tigers had the worst record in the history of baseball. Um, <laughs> And I just, I really enjoy it when my team loses a lot. It's, um, Mm. it's, I was also raised Catholic. And so, um, because my dad's a big Catholic. And so like the, uh, the whole thing about self-flagellation, um, sure. You know, they're your hair shirt. Yeah, exactly. Like I deserve this. Um, (laughs) and so the, the world series where we lost to, the San Francisco Giants was maybe like the uh, worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, I, I went to I went to college in Michigan. I went to University of Michigan, and so I was there for the whole time that they were good. And when oh, I left, no. they got bad again. Oh, uh, <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not been great. It's kind of hard to pay attention to. Mm-hmm especially for like the past couple years i don't know why like usually i've been pretty good about it um it hasn't been fun and it's just not been fun yeah it's it's been a rebuild and we're in an era of like terrible rebuilds you know like really unwatchable rebuilds Mm -hmm. 
and the Tigers have really been that for a while. Anytime there's like someone that has a little bit of uh, you know shine to them, they get traded or fall off the map or something. It seems to have happened to the Tigers a lot in the last like couple years. But hey, third place Tigers right now. <laughs> Big thumbs up there from Melly. Not last um, place. <laughs> yeah, not last place. But hey, something pretty cool did happen with the Tigers over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and it's, Mickey hit his 500th home run, becoming the 28th player and we're like with uh, in, in MLB history to do that. And that's, you know, out of like 20,000 players. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that was fucking rocks. Cool. It's very cool. He deserves it. I love him. What a cool guy. Really cool guy. Uh, and I, I mean, like, it's just, you know, that's the sort of thing that it's like, oh, that's right. I really did like baseball. I do still like baseball. <laughs> I love this. And I, like, watched the video a couple of times, and I, like, shared the video on Twitter, and uh, I sent a text of it to my dad, like, hey, Miguel Cabrera hit his 500 home run. Um, it's heartwarming, you know? Isn't it nice when those little, those little moments shine through? You're otherwise like, oh, why did I like the sport feelings? Yeah, but I mean, like, that's kind of the whole reason that anybody likes baseball, right? Is because, like, yeah. it's not great. And then there's these moments that are just like, wow, that's so nice. That was mm-hmm. awesome. That's the whole thing about baseball, where it's, a, you know, oh, even the best hitters only hit a third of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, it's mostly about failure. This is not a, uh, you know, very... Um, unique insight here it's a, it's pretty trite at this point but like yeah it's a game about failure and so yeah those moments are are awesome i mean i remember crying at in 2018 when at being at the game when joe mauer got his 2000th hit oh my gosh <laughs> oh that's so cute <laughs> like you know that that stuff is awesome i mean hitting 500 home runs is is a lot cooler than that but uh, it was still great, but yeah, this is this is awesome. This was this was really cool. He it was it was against the Jays, and uh, they're having a, a real tough time. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Not, uh, that is very. It, what happened to them has been very disappointing. Oh, like they 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 spent you know at the or they traded for players at the deadline. Like they're really going for it. And then they fell off again. Yep. <laughs> it's really, and then they're in at like, precisely place. the same time that the Yankees went on a blisteringly hot run, which it sucks. Is just it's really great. annoying. Like we knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, I feel like. But see, as a Phillies fan, knowing the pain is coming doesn't make it hurt any less. So, yeah, the the Yankees are back. Everybody who was previously crying can can. Go back to being insufferable assholes on Twitter. Okay. Also, I just want to point out that, like, they're the crankiest people on Twitter. They're Um, so cranky. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, just the... I feel like I've seen the, the, like, rankings for the wild card. Like, Mm -hmm. I've seen Mm -hmm. every iteration of it for the past, like, two months. Just because it's constantly being posted by Yankees fans. Yep. Guys, I can go look. I can go see it. I'm very excited for you. <laughs> congratulations. Just, congratulations. You yeah. You did it. I mean they and like they had to have known this was gonna happen. They're so they acted so put upon this season when it's just like, oh, you're in third place in a really tough division. Like you might not make the playoffs for the first time in like five years and you you know you make it more years than not 
I don't know. I hate Yankees. <laughs> I fucking I, hate Yankees <laughs> fans so much. Like they're so annoying. Not new ground for this podcast, but yeah. I have like the mental image of like a Yankees fan who like is meticulously making um, a wild card ranking sheet that he starts filling out in like May. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, they're looking at strength of schedule stuff and, like, updating stuff. Oh, man. Can you imagine if um, this is, this is okay, so this is a very, very cursed thought that just came to me. Um, But can you imagine if Lauren was a Yankees fan? Oh. Can you imagine the spreadsheets? I don't don't like this. No, I hate this. This I don't like this at all. This is is way worse than K-Hive Steven. Yeah. K.I. Steven was super cursed. So this we'll, might be like we'll the for, worst we'll thing rem- ever. Remember, who did, who, did he, who did he root for? The Astros. Oh, my imagine, gosh. Imagine K.I. Steven and Yankees Lauren <laughs> do, doing a podcast to the, together. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. You guys I'm, have a I'm Bizarro World. Back pocket. Oh, yeah. yeah we, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. We're going to have to do a Bizarro World one. <laughs> oh, but like... The spreadsheets when it's, you know, 30 games in and be like, all right, here's the strength of schedule the rest of the time. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be really funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We're going to keep we're going (laughs) to we're going to table this one for later. Maybe it's a future episode. Okay. Hey, speaking of wild card races, strength of schedule and stuff. No, uh, no. Hold on. Hold on. You don't know where I'm going with this. You don't know where I'm going with this. Okay, where are you going with this, Jane? But the Reds overtook the Padres. They did. In the wild card. They did. Good for them. Love the Reds. That's so nice. I'm really, really happy about that. Uh, that makes it, I mean, it's, you know, the, the wild card or the three teams in the, the West all being really good, like, it was kind of fun for a while. Like, we got those good Padres-Dodgers games at the beginning of the season. But I feel like that peaked, yeah. like, really early. It was super yeah, fun. way too early. That that fire, you know, got got too much oxygen too quick. It kind of burnt out. Lost its appeal. This is more fun, I think, mm-hmm. the Reds. The Reds really doing it. Just a bunch of dudes. Because, yeah, the Padres have just fallen apart. I don't know what the deal with them is. Also, you did mention strengths of schedule, and they do have the hardest schedule Yes. Of any <laughs> NL wildcard team, which is very sad for them. Who do they have? Do they uh, have like... I think it's just a bunch of their division, which is... Oh, okay. It's a lot of Dodgers and Giants. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> terrible. Up. <laughs> yeah. It is absolutely brutal. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they fired their pitching coach, uh, a guy who... As soon as that happened, Yankees fans were like, we told you, <laughs> we told you about this guy like years ago, which is, I don't know, that was pretty funny. But uh, speaking of strength of schedule, uh, the Phillies have a really easy one, Steven. <sighs> you going to do it? Are you guys, are you guys going to go to the playoffs? No. No. <laughs> no. Like, how many times do I have to say it? This team is a 500 team, but it is an aggressively 500 team, which means mm. winning streaks and losing streaks, finding absolutely absurd, ridiculous ways to win games they shouldn't win and lose games they shouldn't lose. Um, basically, the most mediocre pro- possible outcome in the most dramatic way possible. So if this was like 
the reverse and they had a really tough schedule coming up and there are where they are right now like there would be a chance but there's like but now it's like oh there's three hard series coming up and then the rest should be cake and they're just like not gonna make it they swept the nats which well first all right so the, the right before their eight game winning streak they lost a series to the fucking pirates then they swept mm-hmm. the nets a bad team then they swept the mets a good ish team then they lost a series to the dodgers and the reds okay you know what fine respectable those are good teams uh yeah. and then they got swept by the arizona diamondbacks <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even I know that's bad. <laughs> yeah. And then they won a series against the Padres, which I, are the, they're a good team, but they oh god. They're so annoying. And and it's easy for me now after this whole season and the past several years to just be like I will enjoy them when they're good and when they're bad they don't exist. That's okay. it. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. No that's more, that's it. No more yeah, Phillies talk. No more Phillies talk. Please. <laughs> I mean, Please I'm not going to ask you anything I have about danced. the Phillies. I have, I, you, you, you threw your peanuts at me, and I'm, I did my little yeah. dance. So now we're done. <laughs> we can move on. Okay, okay, okay. That's enough. I had to, yeah, I had to, I had to needle you a little bit. Okay. So it was just like two days or so after, or maybe a day after we recorded the last episode. Um, but there was like some kind of big news. Like, do you see the um, negotiations between the owners and the players' association? Yes, um, I did. I don't know. There's, there's definitely going to be a strike next season. I sincerely hope like, so. Hundred percent, we're getting a strike. Um, yeah. If anything, like we could just, we could just have a break. We could talk about not baseball for a little bit sometime next season. That could be kind of fun. Honestly, if, if there is a work stoppage. And there is little to no season next next year. <laughs> we're gonna get weird. We're gonna we're gonna we're I gonna so. finally deliver the promised weirdness from early on in the show. I think we're gonna get we're gonna do the drug episode for sure. Gonna do a, oh, are you, yes, a drugs episode. That sounds cool. I think we should do the yeah we should we should do the LSD episode, the mushrooms episode. That sounds that sort so of nice. Stuff. I think it's, I think it'd be really fun. That would be lots of fun. Each of us can bring a different hobby to the table. Okay, the players' negotiation though. Before we get into work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna take. That's gonna in. take a while. Yeah. <laughs> the the owners uh, came and offered. Well, you know, it's not a real offer, but uh, proposed a salary floor. Which, like, oh, that's, that sounds good. Uh, minimum, you know, say that these teams have to spend a minimum of $100 million. Um, I think there was, like, penalties or something if you didn't. And But then they also at the same time said, we're going to lower the luxury tax threshold to $180 million and have more severe penalties for exceeding that. <laughs> Making yeah, this an entirely not. unserious proposal. Yeah, no fucking way. Just there's no there's no way in hell that that would be accepted, and it's so slimy, like it's it's so greasy to like propose these at the same time with this like obvious poison pill of lowering the mm-hmm. um, the threshold. Like they could be like, well, we're trying to make the game competitive. We want these teams to compete. We don't want more, you know, Baltimore Orioles uh, who have been uh, historically bad. Like I saw a thing like in their last eighteen games, they have negative hundred and two win uh, 
run differential. Oh my god. In goodness. 18 games. In 18 games. Oh my god. Which like there are only like I think there was only like three or four other teams that have a run differential that bad all season. Oh my god. I just look <laughs> I just looked at their season run differential. Anyone any anyone want to take a crack at it? It's got to be like it's got to be like what like 180 200 higher. Like Oh my god. <laughs> like how much higher? 233. Oh my Jesus god. Christ. Uh, and if you Ugh. were wondering, that is worst in the league. Although well, yeah. we do have a no, yeah. we do have a one eighty nine. It's also really bad. Who's that? Which is also for how many bad. Who, who do you think it is? Is it the Diamondbacks? No, it's the Pirates. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Diamondbacks sure. are clocking in at one seventy, which mm. true truly Still bang bad. up job for all of these. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really bad year for a lot of people. But- they're on yeah. like an 18 game losing streak. The the uh oh, the Orioles shit, they are. are. Oh my yes. gosh. I know <laughs> what that feels like though. That's really sad. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, I think uh the last time there was one this bad was like the 2005 Tigers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that feels right. <laughs> That's yeah, it sounds about right. Um but anyway, like the owners are trying to say, well let's you know, we don't want we don't want to do this hard tanking anymore that you guys are complaining about. We, we we've got a solution, hmm. a salary floor, uh, but also like we we want to you know put this the soft cap of ours, <laughs> this luxury tax of ours in place as well. Ugh, it's so it's so scummy, it's just so grimy, and this is like this is what's to come. This is what we can look forward to a lot more of. It really sucks. Mm-hmm. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. If it gets better. <laughs> uh, just uh, for, I mean, it doesn't matter, but just for, out of curiosity, what did they say what the penalties would be for going under the floor in this proposal? I think they might have. Um, I don't have it up right now. I've got the, the athletic was... one, and it's not saying, it's not saying anything yeah. about that. I, I don't remember what it is, but like, or if that was even really like made public. But, um, the their proposal too was that it would be like <laughs> the, um, teams with higher revenue would be paying lower revenue teams so they could hit that hundred million dollar floor. What? Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, they already do revenue sharing, which is like, which is good. Revenue sharing is good, you know, so we don't get, uh, you know, another expos. But yeah, this is just completely unserious. We're getting a strike for sure. Yep. <laughs> I mean, strikes are kind of fun. I mean, I know that nothing really happens in them, but you know, like when writer strikes happen or journalist strikes happen, that's a bunch of weird stuff gets produced. Oh, so. yeah. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Weird yeah. stuff is gonna like, happen to sports and that's gonna be exciting. Definitely. Like I just I, I really hope that they that the players like really stick to their guns this time. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Like, I mean it's it's I think it's too much to hope for that they like, you know, will stop throwing minor leaguers under the bus, but there's been a lot more press about that sort of stuff um lately, so maybe that can get better. I'm hoping, but, and there are there yeah. are a few guys like 
in the players union that are like really hammering home about that sort of thing so i'm mm-hmm. hoping that i don't know uh, i feel a lot better about the their sense of solidarity with each other and with minor leaguers than i did like i don't know five years ago like yeah even like there's three, been a two, lot three years of, ago yeah. there's been a lot of sea change re- with regard to like general public opinion on these sorts of things twitter is going to be real interesting <laughs> when the, this mm-hmm. all goes down oh yeah oh and i wonder how many other how oh because the last time the nhl uh had a work stoppage they um all the players went to other countries to play I wonder if we're going to get, uh-huh. like, a juiced-up KBO or MVP. <laughs> I I doubt it Yeah. somehow. <laughs> like, I bet their contracts, like, won't let that happen. But who knows? Oh, um, they probably do have, like, a non-compete thing. Yeah. Yeah. But Almost. But almost. What that would bummer. be really fun. That like, would be great. That would be cool. <laughs> paying attention to Korean baseball during COVID last year for, like, that two months that everybody got really into it. Like, uh-huh. that was really fun. Um, it was fun. it was a blast, and so it would be like cool to like tune back in because that's the baseball that's happening. Maybe that's what's going to happen on the strike. We're all going to go back to Korean baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I reset my thing. entire sleep schedule for like a good two months, like you said. Yeah, I have this friend who's a Rockies fan, and he has um, every Colorado Rockies hat. That's like his thing; is he gets every hat. Um, and he, I can't remember which Korean team he picked, but he bought like every hat for the Korean baseball team too. <laughs> and like, yeah. like during that two months. <laughs> oh, I meant to get a dinos hat and totally forgot. That's what it was. It was the dinos. Mm. Of course it was a dinos. Mm. Rocky. Everybody dinos. loved the dinos. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody loved, everybody the dinos. loved them. And then they won. Yeah. <laughs> what more could you ask for? It was a great story. That was a great story. Um, the only the only hat that I have from like a non-American baseball league is um, from when a friend of mine went over to Japan, uh, and it was like while Otani was, um, oh, hell yeah, was like he, he hadn't signed yet, and teams were kind of courting him, um, and it was like, oh, who's he gonna go to? Who's he gonna go to? But he got me a Nippon um, Ham Fighters hat, the team that he played for. Oh, cool. Yeah, but it's a dad hat, and I can't wear dad hats. My my head is too large for them. Mm-hmm. It just like my it's just like a there's just like a big puff out of hair. It looks fucking terrible. Oh, I know that the Benjamin Franklin look. That's what I call mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. That's a that's precisely <laughs> what it looks like when I wear one of those hats. I had a um uh, what was it? Hanshin Tigers shirt. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was nice. very yeah. cool. And I can't remember what happened. Oh, my uh, washing machine ate it, and it was, like, the worst day. Oh, no. It was very sad. Just two giant holes through the tiger's face on my chest. It was very upsetting. <laughs> oh, no. I hate that. Um, all right. Should we get to mailbag? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. At my third Augustine says, Deep Space Nine said the Major League Baseball ended in 2042. Do you think it'll last that long? No. Um I think 2042 sounds about right. I think we got about that long. Jane, like, uh, I think it was like a couple, it might have been like last week or the week before, but you had a tweet where you were like, it it sucks that there's not going to be baseball after the boomers all die. <laughs> um, yes. And I think that that's actually very accurate. And mm-hmm. I think that 
I think that 2042 is actually like a really good benchmark. We've got 21 years left of baseball because like then yeah. there's just not going to be any boomers after that. And it's going to coincide with like uh, with climate change stuff getting worse and yeah, air how many conditioning of, and stuff. Like, how so. many of those I think teams? Got, I think that's about right. How many teams are going to need to be forcibly relocated due to like just flooding? Okay, so Houston isn't going to exist anymore. Um, Miami yeah. also. Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Tampa. Tampa's kind of inland, right? It's but inland, still, but also Florida. like Florida's going to be in such an emergency yeah, condition. All of Florida's in, like, fucked. Twenty years. Yeah. Or like in the next like ten, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um a lot of the eastern seaboard ones are gonna have kind of a tough time. I think Baltimore just in terms of like city infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Philly's actually in a pretty good spot because it's like pretty inland. It's it just has to worry about that river. If you just dam up the Delaware, then you'll be golden. Okay, I have this thing that's like I'm very anti dam. Can we not? Oh. <laughs> I thought you were anti dams west of the Mississippi. I'm kind of anti dams in general. I think. That Wait, okay, friends. okay. What? Tell me about your anti dam stance. Should I be? Should I be? You know, out there protesting. You should like, absolutely. I'm like. I'm not actually joking. Like you should. You should absolutely like not be in favor of dams. So, uh, mostly. So west of the Mississippi, especially west of the Rockies. Like I mean, obviously we have this mega drought and. Um, I, you guys might have seen like last week, um, the federal government issued like this thing about the meta- mega drought and specifically the Colorado River, um, that the emergency shortage is actually much worse than anybody anticipated. And buried inside of the announcement was actually the the projection that the Colorado River could stop flowing in two years. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so, so what that means is that there's not going to be hydroelectric power from the Hoover Dam. Yeah, that's what the Hoover Dam is. Yeah. Um, Isn't the Colorado so, River big? It's it's pretty large. It made the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, and the Colorado River. Um, so it's it's the surface water resource for six states in northern Mexico. Um, California has first dib rights to, so it, it's all collected in the reservoir or Lake Mead that's created by the Hoover Dam. Um, and it's allotted through, uh, what's called the Colorado River Compact, which was written in like the early 1900s. And because California at that time and always ever since has had like way more House of Representatives, um, like c- Congress people than any other state, um, when it was being like arbitrated and hashed out california what happened was california gets the as much water as they want every year and then the other states around there that you know nevada new mexico arizona um colorado and utah and um northern mexico all have to like split it up from there um and that's still the case even with this massive shortage partially because california makes all of our food um, and California also dammed up all of its rivers and uh, streams so that they could do development housing, but also to make way for agriculture, because if you stop water flowing through a place where it used to flow, you get pretty good soil. Um, and mm. California feeds the entire country. Um, so yeah. it's like kind of wedged itself in to have priority. But what that also means is that um, 
when when you dam up water into a reservoir and you have this like combined little space that it's in and the sun's beating down on it all the time because precipitation has stopped because it evaporates yeah it it evaporates and it doesn't come back (laughs) Um, because it's a desert because it's a desert and the process of (laughs) desertification is very much amplified when you you dam up rivers and you build blacktop over the top of it uh huh so, and then also, like, it causes a whole bunch of ecological damage in a number of different ways. You lose a lot of, like, you know, plant diversity, stuff like that. And desertification isn't going to be limited to the American West. It's going to start spreading east. And so, just no dams. You can, there's, there's like, other things that you can do, like, um, um, locks to, ah. for, like, overflow. We mm-hmm. can build a whole bunch of locks around Philadelphia. We love locks. We love locks. We're going to stop flooding with a bunch of locks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You heard it here for first, folks. Dams <laughs> are bad. I'm really sorry for just talking about water no, policy no. for like 20 minutes. That, that was wonderful. Th- this is the shit that we, we, we want on our episodes is tangents into genuinely yeah. interesting things well, that people actually give a shit about we love because it. how does how does that bode for like the diamondbacks I, yeah diamondbacks <laughs> we're gonna bring it back around here <laughs> there's just like so the biggest problem is that like it's disrupting industry in arizona that probably shouldn't exist like actually one something that's very interesting is that um a lot of a lot of southern arizona farming doesn't even so, like, all of the Colorado River comes through Arizona and this thing, this canal system that's called the Central Arizona Project, which is, like, this really massively, uh, it's a, it's huge and it's wild. Uh, Phoenix is, there's a huge system of canals inside of Phoenix proper as a city. And people used to, like, use it as a waterfront and, like, ride boats down it and stuff. That's um, awesome. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you introduce water to a historical desert, it, like makes everything bloom and so there was like citrus groves and lettuce grows super well um and also alfalfa and actually this is kind of interesting like one sixth i think of um arizona's alfalfa production which is a massive undertaking um because of how much space they have and how good the soil is for it um it goes directly to saudi arabia because they ran out of water to feed their cattle, but they still really want to feed their cattle. So they grow alfalfa for those cows in another desert. I would have picked somewhere else. People personally. tend to want to feed their cattle. It's yeah. True. Yeah. But like, I, I would have just thought a little bit more long term on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Using my own across experience. the ocean. Yeah. To like thousands and thousands of miles away across an ocean. Yeah. Good idea. We as we as humans are famously are, are famous for uh, all of our well-thought-out plans. Yeah, we're really good at learning lessons. We're very forward-thinking. <laughs> we learn our lessons really well. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, well, we won't get you started on wild horses. Oh, my God. Next question. <laughs> okay. Um, at J. Carter Dotson says, who is the wettest lad of all time? Uh, talking about wet players here. This is your wheelhouse. I this is, this kind of is my wheelhouse. I do have an answer for this. <laughs> oh. Does anybody else have one? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, the the correct answer is Hunter Wood. Um, everyone, uh, Google image search Hunter Wood okay. right now. I barely even know her. Specifically, when he was uh, oh man, when he was on the Rays a couple years ago. He's he plays oh, yeah. for the Rangers now. Uh, this is the wettest guy of all time. 
that is it. Th- and he's and he has that super trimmed, oh, man- like manicured beard. Uh, this is an extremely wet lad. So I look at this picture, and mm-hmm. I think Saudi Arabian Jacob Degrom. That's the vibe <laughs> I'm getting. Yeah, this guy's gonna fix the Colorado River problem. He could just uh, lie down, and it'll start flowing again. <laughs> yes, and it'll just yes. like emerge from his body. It'll be like you know, yeah, it's like some sort of you know story out of um, out of like Greek mythology or something. <laughs> like, well, he is a river god, so you know, yeah, he can, yeah, he can yeah, personify exactly. himself, but he's got to go back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, is there a single picture of this man where his hair is dry? Yeah, um, no. So there is one. <laughs> There's somewhere his hair is short, like older okay, pictures. Okay. Yeah, it's his hair is short. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. still, you know what? Now that I've like, I'm looking at it closely. He's still, his skin is wet. Sti- he still looks wet. <laughs> um, I think spiritually, uh, Colby Rasmus is is an extremely wet guy. He was mm. he was a wet guy as well, um, for for a time. Uh, but just spiritually, he was he was an extremely wet dude as well. Yeah, Hunter Wood, I think, I think takes it. I would, I would hear arguments from other people, but Hunter Wood's got to be it. Rowdy Burns from our Discord says, "Should position specific WRC plus be a thing?" This is a Lauren type question, but I'm gonna try to field it. I'm gonna try to you fill Lauren's I believe shoes in you. here. Wait, tell me what that means. <laughs> uh, weighted runs created plus. Um, it's an offensive production metric, this... and it has plus on the end, so it means that 100 is league average, um, and then if you're you know at 101, you're one percent better than league average. So somebody who has a WRC plus of 125 is 25 percent better. This is astrology for Capricorns. It, no, it is. It 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 absolutely is. It's it's ridiculous, um, but. <clears throat> Should but Rowdy asks, you know, should there be position specific WRC plus? Um, I'm gonna say no because B War already does that. Um, that's the wins above replacement for you know position players, and that does take into account already what um, position you play. So like, if you look at uh, Javi Baez, who's even though he's a bad shortstop. Um, he has a higher war right now than Joey Votto, even though Joey Votto is hitting better because Joey Votto plays a less defensively important position. He plays first base instead of shortstop. So we already have that. I think we already have that for war. I don't think we need um, to... I don't, I don't know exactly how this stuff is calculated. Like I'm sure Lauren's going to be listening to this episode uh tomorrow or in a couple days just like screaming at me okay wait i'm <laughs> uh, about how this works i actually so just just for the sake of argument based on how you just explained this so mm-hmm. you you said that there's a guy who has a uh, higher b war than joey Votto because joey Votto plays a less defensively uh specific but like a you know active position yeah. which is true but like it isn't isn't that sort of an argument for what this person's asking to have specific ones for each position um, well, I think I think that just that because war war does it better because it's kind of like your you know it's your val it's like your your wins above replacement it's how much better you are than a replacement level player at your position and so I think it just already does that and I don't think we need a WRC plus 
as well that's that's like weighted for positions we'll have lauren talk about this next week i'm sure okay she'll she'll when the adults are here when the adult is here uh she'll she'll tell us what's what's going on yeah i love like learning a new thing and then 30 seconds later being like you know i disagree with you on that yeah We'll have to get the iceberg photo out, uh, <laughs> oh, and then God. the three of us can just try to interpret what all of this shit means on it. Uh, okay. <laughs> 8, 7, and 10 says, since Lauren eliminated fringe online Catholic groups as a focus of the pod on Twitter, is there a preferred cult or sect to which listeners should convert? Um, this is from where Lauren said, you know, we... You know, we don't get a ton of listeners on our podcast, but at least nobody has ever converted to Catholicism because of us. And nobody will. You have you have uh, you have our sincere promise. That is the batting around promise is that we won't make any of you into weird online trad cats. I'm not. I mean, I'm not making that promise. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Melly might. I might. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of a personal goal of mine to one day deal with the adult Catholic converts being embarrassing on the internet thing because they are a plague that is ruining my life by the day um (laughs) and so i i I will do something about that one day but just not one day not on this podcast at this moment yeah there's just that it really is a problem for some reason just like adult catholic converts are just such fucking weirdos like they're annoying wait like a hundred percent of the time they want to be converts yeah like a lot of this a thing yeah yeah so oh yeah so, huh? Okay, there was like somebody, there was um, a a guy who did a, a Twitter post about how he converted. Here he went. He might have been raised in the Catholic Church, and then he like went back because he was listening to Red Scare, and he was like, you yeah. know what? I need tradition <laughs> in my life, and it's beautiful and amazing. And it's like you just want Protestantism with extra steps. Like the th- you want, yeah. You just you just want the aesthetic. You yeah. Of, you like, want lore. Catholic, yeah, of Catholic ritual and stuff. You want to believe in angels. If you've got, if you like stub your toe, you want to yeah. be able to like open up a book and be like, I wonder who the patron saint of stubbing your toe is. Like that's what- <laughs> <laughs> well, and the 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 game is really given away when there was that it was some you know DC journalist or think tank ghoul or something, some blue check on Twitter that was a Catholic convert, an adult convert. And she was like, I'll take an Uber uh, to <laughs> to the nicer Catholic church that does um, Latin mass so I don't have to go to the one that's that's kind of cheaper looking and that has homeless people on the walk there, even though it's like within walking distance of my house. This is so annoying too, because in the in the Latin mass, they actually update it. And so they're all doing the like new thing that they all, so they just recently changed over because every 10 years, like Catholic, the Catholic church is like, we're not being relevant enough. We have to use cool new language and rewrite all of the mm-hmm. prayers. And so like they changed the missile to like this other thing. And then it like alienated a whole bunch of people who are like, I'm here for the ancient majesty. Um, <laughs> and like, so then they went to the Latin mass, but the Latin mass also like they're, they changed the mass in the same way. So <laughs> they're just doing it in a different stupid language. It's yeah. God. No, they're they're people that became Catholics, uh, you know, three months ago, and are like Vatican II was the worst thing to ever happen to my faith. 
I want to be struck by the fear of God. Where are my golden? <laughs> I want golden statues and <laughs> like I believe in you know in all the like things Mormons. of the. Yeah, they're like I believe I want I want the traditions of the Catholic Church, uh, but they don't want papal infallibility. I guess because they fucking hate this pope. It's very funny. Oh, uh, yeah. My I I just learned that my cousin um, is that un- is unvaccinated and it is against her religion. And when she said this to my mother, my mother just looked at her and said, "Like you're Catholic, the pope." Yeah. <laughs> The Pope, who in your religion is the literal word of God, said well, to get vaccinated. Really. She's like, well, I don't agree. Aborted babies were used to make this vaccine. Only for one of them. Only for the Johnson & Johnson one. <laughs> yeah, you can go get you can go get the Pfizer one. You got I don't go, think go, go do I don't think that <laughs> distinction is is. Um... Okay, you know what? You tell your Catholic cousin to come talk to your weird Catholic friend. <laughs> I, I, who I knows a lot about the interacting vaccine. with my Catholic cousins as little as possible. Okay, no, because well, um, yeah, I mean, I it's either. been yeah, it's been said funny, but like American Catholics like are just evangelicals <laughs> at this point. Like a yeah. ton of them are. Yeah, like they're they're just awful. Like <laughs> so many of them. I, I like to refer to them as Rick Santorum Catholics. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that makes sense. I mean, when you brought up Mormonism, you're like, like that's that's fundamentally correct. And honestly, to to answer the question um, from the mailbag, I think that uh, I would encourage listeners of this podcast to convert to Mormonism. Just join the Church of LDS mm-hmm. and report back to me about what happens. Yeah, just let okay. me know. Um, There's your mission. But also, <laughs> you have homework, like, everyone that listens. I, I feel like really pretty. It's. <laughs> Have you ever been to Zion National Park? <laughs> uh, it's gorgeous there. Uh, I want to go so bad. It's really pretty, honestly. It's really cool. Driving through the uh, you the like salt flats is like one of the trippiest experiences of my life. I've never actually done that. Oh my god! It is one hundred miles of perfectly straight road with flat white reflective landscape it it's you it's like a fuck it's like you're dreaming that does sound weird i can imagine the people who made the trek with their like wagons and whatever going through that i can imagine very many of them absolutely just lost their fucking minds and went insane and became mormons remember or got further into mormonism i should say remember in the late 90s when like every music video was filmed out in the salt flats oh like the shania twain had one and the backstreet boys had one and the spice girls did one yep but anyway and for our (laughs) sorry and for our queer queer listeners who are you know concerned about joining um you know becoming a mormon it's all right like an overtly homophobic religion all of those mormon dudes though they they all have their we'll call them episodes you know mm-hmm. where they where they go suck dick and do math for a while. So you can you can do it. Well, it's what's okay. the what's the um what's the porn? What's the gay porn site that just like does? <laughs> oh, you mean like fake Mormon sex? Oh, it's like this whole. I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, I just I just okay. So so to kind of tack onto what you're saying, like I do recall that like like year after year after year, like um. Utah has the highest number of porn searches according to Google. Um, and they also have like the highest number of like um, like gay porn 
keyword searches are oh, yep. coming out of Utah. So, yeah, like, it's not queer friendly, but... You can still get some dick if okay. you want. Okay, yeah. I, I, I thought it was Mormon boys, uh, oh so God. I googled that and did not get that, but then... Uh, it is Mormon Boys with a Z is this is the studio or whatever that just hmm. just does a lot of uh, role playing with weird Mormon sex, which never did it for me. But, you know, if it's your thing, go for it. That's that's so... I love that. You know what? I love that for them. I think that's really good. <laughs> also, I do have another I have another answer to this question also. OK, so uh, spiritualists. I think that we should revive mm, spiritualism. Mm. I've seen a lot of, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there have been a couple of articles about, like, they're bringing back the seance um, and the, the whole spiritualist movement of the late 1800s was, like, this quintessentially, like, very interesting American progressive um, historical thing that actually produced chiropractics um, as as yeah. a, a field of, quote-unquote, medicine. That would really stick it to, like, the uh, annoying online atheists too it would it really would. oh fuck yeah (laughs) yeah it would be so fun i mean like think about it you and a group of your friends get together and you go and you hang out in a room and you talk to dead people that you may or may not have ever met in in real life you just bust out a ouija board you've got somebody there who will speak in tongues and then afterwards you have like a nice tea yeah it's like it's like a fun little like sleepover i could really fuck with that just like projecting like teenage sleepover energy with the Ouija board. Love that. Tell tell ghost stories. It's definitely queer friendly. They were like some of the most it was like the most progressive like like weird cult of, of the entire 19th century. Um, they were abolitionists. They were in favor of universal suffrage. Um, there were so many lesbians. Um, just oh, the wow. whole Shock. thing was just like busting yeah. with lesbians. <laughs> lesbians everywhere um bursting with lesbians <laughs> well there were like these you know these collectives of like houses where um women would all live together and then like people would come by to have you know groups of mediums pro- pro- like provide seances for them and stuff like that and um so yeah like it's you know it's a it's a relatively progressive cult that never really went away i feel like it needs it, it should come back it, and yeah it's, yeah. it's also kind of weird so yeah, everyone uh, go. Do, everyone go do that. <laughs> also, while I was researching this, I found out that 28, um, 28 baseball teams have resident chiropractors in. The, Not surprising. Who are the houses, Who are which, the two that don't? I don't know. I couldn't figure it out because <clears throat> the American Chiropractic Association was the one that actually posted it, and um, so I was like, kind of doing a little bit of research trying to find out. But if you had to guess, who do you think they would be? Who would like not be into that? Oh man, Royals. No, Royals definitely have a chiropractor. They're like anti-masturbation, very like Christian. They oh 100% yeah, sorry. Have, I'm, have a, have a, I went the opposite way in my head. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's yeah. You you got to flip that. The Royals, one hundred percent. The Ro- the Rockies have it. The Royals have it. Mm. Like for sure. Um, I bet the Rays don't. That's interesting. Because they don't spend money. See, here's here's what I'm thinking. I think the Yankees don't have it because mm. chiropractics mm. is for the plebs. It's something sure. that everybody has access to. It's not like the cool cutting edge uh, thing that you can do to 
fix your muscles in your brain. They've got like a fancy new like Silicon Valley startup machine that does what <laughs> that does that shit. Instead. Yeah, they've got like a they probably have like a tube that like they put the baseball players in and it fills up up to their neck with manuka honey um and then it sends electric shocks through the honey to stimulate their muscles and then they've got like some weird explanation for it or something like that you know like they're not just they're not gonna let any old random guy potentially break the neck of their baseball players yeah maybe that's my argument but i definitely see the rays too because they probably don't have any staff there they don't have doctors (laughs) (laughs) okay let's see go i think that that should do it for this week okay uh that was yeah we're going up coming up on an hour here pretty soon really really fun episode <laughs> thank you so much yeah this, this i really appreciate rocks. you coming in well i'm i'm very happy to be here and I'm <laughs> excited to be here so thank you guys for having me um next time lauren is incapacitated which hopefully is We'll have you on. Not we'll soon. have you on as a guest, guest, not a guest host. Sometime. Yeah, at if, some point. If this player strike happens, you guys can have me on, and I can tell everybody the other climate things that they should freak out about. I don't have enough of those, so I've got so like anything that Lauren comes up with, where she if she just casually mentions it, it's something that I've told her in detail, and it's constantly sitting in the back of her head. I know this. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell everybody here, everybody listening. In preparation for next time Melly's on the show, you know, when they say, like, you know, we're not ready for that conversation. I'm giving you warning now. Um, get ready for the wild horses conversation. I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk I? about it. <laughs> you guys are going to have so many people yelling at you. I obviously <laughs> yes. shouldn't ask. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody, uh, to our first episode of this is kind of our season two. Oh, yeah. This is season two last season or last episode was the the you know our one year anniversary one so this is this is season two here it's it's uh that's confusing because it does the season doesn't start at the same time as the uh baseball season but we don't have to adhere to any rules so thanks for listening everybody bye Red.